Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Alright, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 170, 170 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody out there who was listening to 169, and then they listened to it again last week because we were off. I was going to drop a mini pod, but then I was like, eh, I got too much shit to do, and I had a bunch of shit to do. To get the house ready for Thanksgiving um, So hopefully y'all had a great Thanksgiving I know a lot of folks don't celebrate it But you got the day off from work Unless you work at like Walmart or Target Or some shit like that which is fucked up But hopefully you had a good time Just kicking back with your family Having some good food and some good conversation I know that I did uh, With my people and my wife's people uh, We all had a good time um, It was one of those things where Everybody just kind of showed up when they felt like it. You know, I started cooking really early and uh, yeah, it went off without a hitch. You know, uh, turkey was slapping, uh, the mac and cheeses were slapping, dressing was slapping, you know, yams was slapping. Uh, yeah, everything was just just off the, off the meat rack. But uh, my wife's folks, you know, they stayed with they stayed with us uh, for a few days uh, during that little Thanksgiving break and then my people like my mama she came over like right when i sat down to eat because it was just the four of us my in-laws and my wife and then my mama came over and then she stayed for about about an hour hour and a half and then she took off after she ate and took a plate and took a pie (laughs) and then my uncle came over with his partner and uh, they stayed uh, they stayed about an hour or so, or hour or two, then they left. And then my little brother came over after, because he had to work. He works retail, so he had to work. He didn't come over till like 6. And we started eating at 1.30. And so it just seemed like every time I would put the food up, I would have to bring it right back out. You know what I'm saying? So that was a little frustrating. But then uh, we played some dominoes. Uh, we played this domino game called Spinners, and it was actually pretty cool. Uh, it was it's it's sort of like dominoes, but it's not. Um, you know, you want to be the you play like nine rounds of it, and you want to be the low man, the lowest score wins. And uh, it's a pretty fun game. I would recommend getting it. Um, it's a pretty it's a cool game. And so we played that. We had fun playing that. We played those nine rounds of that. And then um, then my boy Ike came over. Y'all heard him on the podcast a couple years ago. Uh, he came through with my godson, and it was funny. Cause he his people cooked his lady cooked and then he he texted me he was like hey bro i got your b-day gift because we didn't link up on my birthday which was you know a couple a uh, week week and a half prior to thanksgiving and uh, i was like yeah man we'll just link up on saturday or something like that and he was like all right cool and then he was like 
hey save me some of that dressing <laughs> no he was like uh, he was like did you make some of that dressing this year i'm like yeah i did he was like yeah save me some of that and then you know just bring the plate with you on saturday i was like all right that's cool that's fine tell me why like 30 minutes later he texts me back he's like you know what man i'm gonna just come get that plate <laughs> dressing and drop that food off <laughs> i was like <laughs> i dropped your gift off i was like all right cool so he came through and uh you know my my godson was acting a little brand new but i think it was just because it was so many people and he was sleepy so we chopped it up a little bit and i made him a plate and uh gave him uh and i made him a plate of some uh some desserts too my wife makes this uh she got this copycat recipe of the um y'all know that um blondie that they have at applebee's or whatever um you know that blondie brownie thing with the uh with the ice cream she has a a a copycat recipe that tastes just like it so she makes that on thanksgiving with slaps and uh and so i got his two plates and you know i'm getting uh my godson in his uh in his car seat and then i sit the plates next to uh sit, sit next to uh my little godson and uh and before i take off he's like hey man you, you put some of that dressing on one of them plates though right <laughs> i was like yeah bro i got you <laughs> that was just funny as fuck because because was he was on a mission he didn't really he, he didn't he didn't even really want to stop by but he was like damn that dressing might be gone and he he, he was he was true he, it was true because uh what was it like then probably when my in-laws left it was probably like one little square left and I, I bashed that off with the quickness though but uh yeah my dressing slaps though my my dressing uh it, it's i feel like it's like all my ancestors just put their hands on me and like do your thing do do your thing double <laughs> you know <laughs> but we did do some uh, uh a little bit of black friday shopping we more so did cyber monday shopping um I think we picked up like a Dyson stick vac and that should be here pretty soon. Then I picked up a, a Roku for cheap, like one of them, uh, like the, the, the premier one, you know, the real expensive one is like 60 bucks. Uh, it was like, uh, and with the voice control remote, it's only, uh, it was on, it was on uh, Black Cyber Monday for like 29 bucks. So I picked that up and uh, that's gonna go up in our bedroom. Cause I got a, a older 32 inch like Vizio up in my bedroom, in our bedroom, not my bedroom, our bedroom. And, uh, and it's uh, it's a vizio and it's older it's from like i'm gonna say 2012 2000, 2012 and so the apps really don't be working like they should like netflix still kind of works and then uh there's a there's fandangles on there and then amazon prime is still on there and then it has like these bootleg like weather channels from like ohio and seattle i'm like the fuck i'm gonna do with this but it was yahoo based um the uh the interface is so it's like yahoo sports is on there and stocks and shit like that but the the i can't get other apps on there like hbo now or um, disney plus and shit like that and once the baby gets here i know my wife just really want probably just gonna chill in bed you know for those first few weeks and things like that and just kind of you know be on bed rest and shit like that so i want to make her as comfortable as possible so got that uh that that roku premiere set up and then um let's see what else what else i've been doing that's pretty much it that's pretty much it so i know y'all tired of hearing about me i've been blabbering for damn near eight minutes talking about what i did for thanksgiving uh but hopefully y'all had a great holiday and y'all ate some good ass food and um i always forget 
to extend out to the to the listeners and to the to the folks that I know that they can come through and always get a plate. I always forget to post that, but I be so damn busy. But y'all should know, you know, if y'all know me personally, um, y'all y'all can come through and get a plate and you know sit down and play some cards with me and my people. It's always an open door policy on Thanksgiving because I know a lot of times folks might have fell out with they people or you know you. I don't know your family's out of town or something like that and you couldn't afford to go out of there or something I, I just don't know your situation but you know if, if y'all fuck with me in real life and y'all know me you know y'all always welcome to come through and um yeah I forgot I just I always forget to extend that out on the, to you know folks on Facebook because on Facebook on my personal Facebook I just have people that I really know you know what I'm saying back in the day it used to be just nothing but fine women and the niggas I really know you know what I'm saying but yeah, it's just really everybody that I know, so I always forget to extend that out. But it looked like nobody that I know personally had a fucked up Thanksgiving. So that's good. That makes me feel good. But let's get started on that good old summer damn jam screen. Uh, it looks like, uh, but first things first, let me say uh, rest in peace to uh, Pimp C and Fred Hampton. Uh, you know, we're recording this on the 4th of December. So rest in peace to both of them brothers. And then also a special happy birthday to that nigga Hove. I know he's been looking funny in the lights. It's the NFL deal that he has in that workout, that bootleg workout that he uh, put out for a cat. So, um, yeah, but still happy birthday to one of the greatest MCs to ever do it. Um, when you think about rap music, Hove is the embodiment, Jay-Z is the embodiment of uh, rap, of hip-hop, the culture, of uh, you know pushing the culture forward. I mean, he dropped 444, what, two years ago or three years ago? Uh, two years ago, and, you know, rapping circles around folks, you know, still in his late 40s, you know what I'm saying? So he's pushing it to a place where we've never seen before, where somebody's older and they're not out here doing greatest hits tour. They're actually putting out new quality product that can, you know, rival these young bucks out here. So it's sort of like uh, how uh, rock and roll is, you know, when you have groups like U2 or um, the Rolling Stones, you know, putting out new music and, you know, making waves and things like that. So that's is dope because this is opening up a lane for i believe a lot of artists to actually go on tour and make money like you seeing right now you seeing like nelly and uh mike jones and all those guys you know kicking off like you know millennium tours like you know the early 2000s and shit like that because people want to see that shit i ain't gonna lie and just like uh because um in uh may of 2020 uh master p and all those folks are coming to baxter arena uh here so i'm i'm excited for that shit me and the me and the new guy at work was talking about that he was like man you gonna go see uh you know p and them i was like hell yeah i'm gonna go so i'm gonna be in there acting a fucking fool i need to find me a true beanie tru but um yeah so i think it's just opening up a lane because so many times you know before you know you know hove was get catching some flack remember the game was talking about you 38 and you still rapping Ugh. remember that uh what was that on one blood or something like that he said that years ago you know what was that back in like 2006 2007 he was trying to sh kind of shitting on hove for uh, being in his late 30s rapping and shit like that but 
Hove just stayed consistent. Like he loves rapping and he still has shit to talk about and he's dropping good games. So it's just like, like, what can you do? You know what I'm saying? Like ain't shit you can do about it. So he's really kind of pushing the culture forward. And you look at somebody like Kanye West. Kanye is what, 40 right now? And Kanye is fucking, you know, setting the trends in fashion. Like he made fucking dad clothes cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, go look at them fucking Yeezy Wave Runners. Those ain't nothing more but dad shoes right there. You know what I'm saying? If they weren't attached to uh, Kanye and Adidas, like, they would really be just sitting on the shelf at Kohl's, you know, for uh, $29. You know what I'm saying? In 1999 on sale for Father's Day. But he made the shit cool. He made being a dad cool and dressing like a dad, I should say, cool. You know what I'm saying? So we're just seeing stuff that we've never seen before. And you're seeing older guys, you know, still perform at a high level. You know what I'm saying? Which is dope to see. But um, let's see what else is going on on that good old Summer Damn Jam screen. Looks like uh, Kamala Harris is out of the race. Um, it was a couple of days ago. One of her staffers wrote like this scathing letter talking about they've never seen... Uh, you know um, staffers being treated like this and they never had a plan and all this other shit and the money was dwindling out and then you know a few days later uh camilla dropped out and um right now you're seeing all these mainstream media sites you know trying to blame it on you know can't she can't raise the funds for campaigning and all this other shit and just blaming everything except for her not really having a policy or um enacting anything for black folks you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, strike one. Well, there's a few strikes she had out there. But uh, the two major ones was when she went on a breakfast club and she was talking about listening to Tupac and smoking weed. And it was just like, OK, so you coming on here, the breakfast club, which a lot of black folks listen to. And you trying to relate to us by saying you smoke weed, smoked weed and you listen to Tupac like okay well what policies do you have for black folks how are you going to help black folks close this racial inequality gap you know um as far the racial inequality uh wealth gap you know um and then when she was sitting down with the root and she just blatantly said no I'm not going to do anything specifically just for black people like when she said that everybody was just like oh okay all skin folks you know you know all skin folk ain't kin folk you know what i'm saying and i and we know now after being hypnotized by obama that you really gonna have to come up off some tangibles and say what you're going to do specifically for black people not minorities not people of color but black folks in particular because when you say uh people of color or minorities it means you know, everybody's going to get some and then it'll then black folks will get the crumbs. You know what I'm saying? Because a minority in America right now, like I said a million times before, is nothing more than anyone who's not a straight white male. You see what I'm saying? So the jig been up for a minute. Black folks stopped rocking with her. You know, when she was saying that, I think black folks could get past her record, you know, in the Justice Department, you know, out there in Cali. Even though she was, you know, fucking with uh, black women so tough and then, uh, you know, locking brothers up left and right. Um, we could look past that. I, I believe we could have 
if she would have came out with uh, a specific agenda for uh, black America. You know what I'm saying? We, we could have rallied behind her, but um, it was just, you know, that was just the, the, you know, I guess the nugget on the shit Sunday. You know what I'm saying? It was just the cherry on top. And black folks are just like, nah, I'm good. So now you're looking at these uh, Democratic candidates and you're just like, who we got? You got Bernie Sanders who's about to, you know, kick the can in any minute. Same with Jim Crow Joe. Then you got, uh, what's that, Pete Booty Gig or Buddha Gig, whatever his name is. And he's been looking funny in the light. There's a bunch of old videos of him coming out when he was uh, out speaking with the tea party and shit like that being empathetic to those bigots and then um, a city council member you know kind of pulled his card and kind of you know you know talked about what mayor pete hasn't been doing you know for his city and he out here worried about running for president and he ain't even took care of his city yet and uh then you have uh, elizabeth warren who i like i like elizabeth warren because um, she actually has some policies and she's done her homework but at the same time it's it it you know once you start breaking down the policies they seem a little vague but i still like her and i and i like bernie too bernie's okay and uh but i think uh president former president obama isn't helping just how he's coming out on some you know just vote democrat you know some shit like that and you're just like yo that ain't how voting works you vote for somebody who basically has your interests at hand that's how it is voting is quid pro quo you know something for something that's literally what it is you don't just vote just to vote you vote to make your living conditions better that's what it's about but nobody wants to talk about that it's just one of those things where it's just like we have to beat trump and it's just like uh, i mean black folks have been you know out the frying pan into the fire for you know since the inception of this so-called democracy of this country that we call america right we we've, we've been in the fire and now these other groups are in the frying pan and they're just like you know what it's a little hot you know and it's like well try being in the fire you know what i'm saying it's like well, we just got to beat trump we just have to beat trump anybody to beat trump and i just don't understand that thinking right like what are, what are we doing we doing the lesser of two evils things again like get the fuck out of here um but you know y'all vote who y'all want to vote for but remember you vote for those people who are going to do your bidding that's what it boils down to but there's so much corporate money in there that is that you know a lot of times it's just you know let me go ahead and get in the office and then let me become a lifetime politician and start getting this corporate money you know fuck my constituents fuck the voters you know who got me in here so now it's, it's just to the point where it's like money over votes you see what i'm saying so that's when it turns into we have to really start getting super packs together and start pulling our money together and creating these super packs and having this black agenda and i broke down you know dr claude anderson's steps from powernomics which is still relevant to this day you know what um black folks have to do you know to be politically aware we are very politically aware but it's time to organize now and it's time to um you know we're all on the same page now when it comes to okay we need a black agenda 
um but now it's time to actually start mapping out the agenda all of us being on the same page with the agenda and then you know holding our own town halls because we can become our own you know voting block you know and the democrats know they can't win without the black vote they know that so i don't know why they playing so fucking dumb when it comes to you know the reparations talk and having a black agenda you see what i'm saying i think that they believe that you know black folks are just going to come around because nobody wants to see uh, another four years of trump but what they don't know is we've been dealing with hell no matter who's in office you know the black lives matter movement came up under barack obama you see what i'm saying like all these racialized killings you know they came up under obama that we've been experiencing all the recent ones you see what i'm saying so it's it doesn't matter who's in office black folks just catching hell no matter what and that voting to just to be voting it, it doesn't work we understand now that uh our vote means something and there's a lot of power in it and a lot of people are kind of mad at black society because we're realizing that now we're not just some vague uh voting group who falls for you know somebody hitting a whip in the nene or the millie rock or smoking weed listening to tupac we don't fall for that that symbolism bullshit anymore we're not falling for the lift you know a rising tide lifts every boat because we know it it hasn't worked since we've been given the rights to vote but anyways um let's go ahead and talk about this is what i was going to do on the mini pod i was going to talk about that uh incident that happened at um down at the old blue lion at the union for contemporary arts um from that lady vanessa german she was an artist and uh she had a she had a um a, a exhibition titled sometimes we can't be with our bodies and it's like three parts there's like a kaleidoscopic uh installation with sound that was inside and then there's a uh, an anti-chamber of silence you know of grief and reflection and then what drew problems was the uh window that had this text it had some an excerpt from tony morrison and it had uh, some words from her vanessa german and it had um she was talking about how she was in a bar and a white guy had on a shirt that said like nigger lover and she you know she was talking about the how she froze up seeing that shirt and then you know it's just talking about how in america black bodies aren't our own you know there's somebody always trying to lay claim to it so to speak and that was uh, one example that she gave this white man being so comfortable having a shirt that said nigger lover on it and he coming up to her trying to lay down some game and shit like that at a bar now the community you know got fed up well some of the community with the phrase nigger lover on the text which is on the outside of the building you know facing 24th street facing the deuce foe down on the deuce now my thing is this is where i had a problem okay the artwork been up since like september and we didn't hear a peep until like the last week last two weeks of the display um and it's i think it's been taken down now it was, it was running through november 30th 
um and then all of a sudden you know folks got angry about it like the last two weeks of it i was like what the fuck happened who brought light to this like you know what i'm saying and then so-called leaders uh down north gathered and then they did a lot of outrage speaking but nothing got done you know what i'm saying then somebody threw a rock because uh it's like two sides and somebody threw a rock at the artwork and they busted out a window where the display was but it was the wrong window so the nigga even whoever threw the rock didn't even read which panel it was that had the phrase nigger lover in there now if i'm taking the bus home i'm taking multiple buses to work getting multiple buses back home you know because most of the money is out west to be made and um or downtown if you if you have a degree or you you know somebody who knows somebody and you got a you know a connection or something so you taking multiple buses then you hop on that finally hop on that deuce for the 24 to get to 24th and late and i get off on 24th and late and i see that fucking word every damn day after a long day's work of course i would be fed up i would i would be very angry about it but you know art gets people talking but the outrage you know came so damn late you know when the display was almost over that was my issue with it you know and it's just like y'all ain't paying attention to your own neighborhood like what's going on nobody bothered to sit down and read the text you know what i'm saying it just it took you know two weeks before the exhibit was done that y'all started you know holding these press conferences and shit like that about the instant uh the the insensitivity of it you know uh, insensitiveness of it or however you want to say it the crassness of it of having that phrase on the outside of a building in a historically black part of town you know what i'm saying i, I understood the issue but it was so fucking late and it was just a fest you know this press conference was nothing but a fest of emotions you know what i'm saying just to get your pain out there you know and, and that's why i feel like with the reparations thing that you know facing on the national level it should include you know some sort of psychotherapy because there needs to be some healing because every time we get together you know uh to attack uh racism or injustice or something like that it turns into everybody you know pouring out their feelings and their heart and you know then it becomes a fucking love fest and a healing fest and we're trying to heal together and it's like man do that shit professionally let's just stay on stay on somebody's neck but we could do this feel good fest shit and then all of a sudden you know what i'm saying don't shit get done but you feeling better and so you just go home and just call it a goddamn day you know that's why i stopped going out to them goddamn protests and shit like that like in the you know like shit we was dealing with them protests from like 2012 until like 2015 and shit and i just stopped because it just turns into you know folks don't even try to network or anything like that and like yeah let's just keep on doing this you know people just get their feelings out and you get to yelling and holding up signs in the streets and you know recruiting people and stuff and then next thing you know you know it's just business as usual i felt good i did something good and you're just like okay you brought light to it but what's next now shit i sound like hove now what's the next step we passed kneeling you know but uh you know those protests they just turn into a, a healing fest and 
you know no policies get enacted nobody sitting down with politicians or anything like that to actually have some effective change it just you know everybody's getting out their feelings and just being lovey-dovey and then they just feel good going home and then you know it's business as usual the next day you know what i'm saying but um that was my only issue with that whole you know union for contemporary arts um i just wish that you know those so-called leaders down north would come together as far as uh job creation and job placement and have that much passion for that instead of some fucking artwork by a black woman who's talking about her experience you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove um hove happy birthday and what you got to say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like dope now tyrone i heard that y'all be up at 7051 ames avenue camped out at the old mouth of the south is that true mm, i believe it but what the hell is going on at that damn location so if y'all don't know if y'all ain't from from the city or whatever um there's a near 72nd and Ames there's a, a restaurant well there's a, a um, yeah I'm a, I just say a building there that multiple restaurants have been in and out left and right like everything else is thriving over there in that area there's a you know there's the bakers it's in the bakers parking lot the bakers supermarket that's thriving as always you know, there's a new laundromat over there. The Home Depot across the street is thriving. Um, the McDonald's is thriving. The IHOP be doing numbers. The Arby's is cool. Um, the Freddy's across the street is doing numbers. The Quick Trip gas station is doing numbers. What is up with 7051 Ames Avenue? Okay, so um, let's see. It started off as um, Famous Dave's then it left then it was closed down for a little bit then it was what that catfish something catfish corner or something some shit like that i don't know what it was called uh uh cat daddies or some shit like that it was a catfish restaurant that was owned by famous days then famous days came back wasn't that was it and then lolo's went in there and i loved lolo's i went there like what, three times a month or whatever uh, and ate their delicious food and i met the uh the, one of the co-owners there when they first opened up and i think my mom got the picture of it i took a picture with her but um they had some great food and some delicious kool-aid and this was some good ass food lolo's chicken and waffles they had a killer uh cajun shrimp mac and cheese um and then they had them uh what was it the chicago hot wings or something like that that came with white bread it was some fried hot wings with some uh some chicago style hot sauce with some white served with some white bread that slapped um the uh, french toast slap like everything was good and it was always packed that's what was crazy about it but then they just packed up and left it was just a sign on the door they out so then uh mouth of the south is the latest restaurant that bite the that bit the dust up there they've been there uh just over a year about 15 months and now they posted on their facebook page we moving to a new location 
And the only thing that I can think of, and I know Lo, the people at Lolo's was talking about this, and the former workers, they said that that lease, that monthly lease, was too fucking high with you with that and utilities. So I've heard everything from ten grand to fourteen grand a month that uh, businesses was trying to pay, uh, uh, you know, and it was just too damn high. Now, if a place like Famous Dave's, the one out there on 132nd and L, 120th and L, that thing stays busy. That parking lot is always full. You would think they're giving away free ribs there. And uh, when Famous Dave's was here, uh, was at the 70th and Ames location, 70, 7051 Ames, it was always busy. Every place that been in there has been packed. And uh, Mouth of the South was always packed. Me and my wife would make fun of it because we went there one time and the food didn't slap like it used to uh, down there on North 30th. It used to be down in Florence, deep in Florence, and the food was banging. The gizzards was slapping. You know, they had this spicy, sweet glaze for the gizzards. I will, what y'all don't know about me, I will fuck up some chicken gizzards. And you know who has some fire-ass chicken gizzards? Uh, fucking Popeyes. I don't know if it's everywhere because it's always like, it's listed at the top as like a local special, but nigga, I will wait them nine minutes for them to fry up them gizzards, and they give you um, like a you know like a three piece box, but it's just full of gizzards, and I be eating them shits like popcorn, boy. I, like I eat some gizzards, a box of gizzards. Um, it it take me about a couple days, two three days to eat them, but it's about once a month that I will fuck up some gizzards. I will drop that seven ninety nine get that big ass box of gizzards and i eat them shits like popcorn boy or eat them shits like some chips like some lays some pringles some cheetos some fritos some tostitos i will fuck up some gizzards i tell you that right now but going back to what i uh, was talking about mouth of the south so that was um it's like a cajun creole um you know food and uh, it was delicious when it was down there on north 30th then they moved up to ames 7051 ames you know in the old lolo's location and me and my wife went and it just wasn't slapping like it used to but me and my wife would always make fun of them people coming out they sh she'd be like look at them they look so disappointed don't they <laughs> and she's like they bellies full of disappointment <laughs> but the parking lot stayed full business was booming so that is just you know it's not that these places aren't doing business i just think that lease is too fucking high i think that's what it is at the end of the day that lease is too fucking high and who the, the management company who owns that or whatever uh they need to chill out they really do because these businesses keep they go in there and uh they do this great business and you know it's always booming it's always deep in there and then all of a sudden you see a sign up on the door like uh this is like such and such was our last day thank you for all of your contributions and all this other shit you just you see that so many times but there's been what what five different restaurants there in the past what eight years eight nine years some shit like that maybe even longer it's crazy like i don't know what who else can go up in there but what we're gonna see now is um once they start gutting that out and putting some of that stuff outside um I done caught a few people stealing in there, like when Lolo's um, closed down and then it was like two weeks later, it was like nothing but like old white women in like minivans, like putting like stealing them planters off the porch and shit like that. And I and I recorded it and I, uh, I, I sent it to the police because I was like, uh, and I was like, 
I think I yelled at one lady and she flipped me off because I was like, you stealing? Because I delivered next door <laughs> at that baker's. And I think I got it on video. I need to post it. I was like, you over there stealing? And she flipped me off and I called the police on her and I, you know, I emailed, I, I emailed the officer the video or whatever, her goofy ass stealing. And I got her license plate too. But yeah, people just, you know, they be over there stealing once they be doing that remodeling at the at like, like when those, um, construction workers go home and shit so they was stealing like the lawn chairs the planners uh the, the the string lights you know them string lights that you always see uh at people's patios and shit like that taking that and motherfuckers was pulling up in big ass pickup trucks and u-haul vans taking shit and speeding off and shit and you knew that they wasn't supposed to be doing that shit just how they were moving and shit you know they didn't have you no know, official you know uh, like demolition company shirts or construction shirts and shit like that but i just don't know you know so many people are like well we can't have successful businesses in north omaha and shit like that i'm like that's bullshit there's nothing but thriving businesses in north omaha like you look at the walmart on 50th and ames that motherfucker stays packed you know that's just right down the street and other businesses started following suit once they seen how successful they seen that black folks are ain't acting a fool and stealing and shit like that even though it's in a poor part of the city you know people going in there and just you know buying their groceries getting their little you know flat screen tvs and shit buying their clothes drawers socks and shit like that they like oh these niggas ain't crazy down here you know what i'm saying so now you're seeing this whole all this redevelopment and people are like starting back to invest in it you know what i'm saying that's why you got the you know planet fitness came and planet fitness be deep and that's up there uh almost off of what is that about 57th in ames and then you got the redevelopment of uh you know they turn into um the old base not baseball but the old bowling alley into um, like a like a, a technology hub so people can go in there and rent out space and you know get their startups going and shit like that then you had those uh, townhomes back there being redeveloped and shit like that so you know is one and then there's a new hospital across the street from the walmart so you know black folks we do have money you know what i'm saying and it, that walmart being in here it just changed everything and then you look at a staple like uh goddamn um time out chicken down there off of north 30th like timeout been there since what the fucking 70s down at that same fucking location black owned thriving that parking lot be fucking packed and the drive through always every time you go by there man if you go to fucking timeout chicken best chicken in omaha you go to that motherfucker after what is i would say after two o'clock there's at least 13 14 cars in the parking lot out into the goddamn street holding up traffic you know what I'm saying? Because it's so damn deep because you need a two-piece with some with a roll and a double cheeseburger and a strawberry pie. That's what the fuck you need. You know what I'm saying? So people are always talking about, oh, these businesses don't survive down north. And it's like, that's bullshit. Like, stop using that same old, you know, black folks don't support businesses and blah, blah, blah. Get the fuck out of here. And the scooters down there is doing numbers, too. 
You know what I'm saying? Down there on 30th. So that's black owned. So the Scooter's Coffee. So there, there's businesses thriving and, you know, just doing their fucking thing. And I just, I get tired of people just saying that. It's just, y'all don't be supporting. Y'all don't be supporting. No, the fucking, like, every time one of those restaurants closed down in that area, it's always, you know, they always try to blame the Negroes. But it's like, no, it's just that lease is too fucking high. That's all that it is. And so that's why I have it in Selling Hope Like Dope, because there's numerous businesses, grocery stores, you know, that's just thriving, you know what I'm saying, down here on the north side. But nobody wants to see that because they're like, oh, well, it's a chain and all this other shit. And I'm just like, well, you know, Lolo's is a chain. Famous Dave's is a chain. Like, okay, it's just the lease is too fucking high. And every business around there in that area is thriving and doing their th- thing. You know, you got the gas station up there, the new laundry mats doing numbers. That motherfucker stay deep. There's the subway, the Sprint doing numbers. The Home Depot is just fucking always packed especially on saturday mornings where you know with the weekend warriors who doing projects on their homes you know it's just that lease is too fucking high that's all it is so y'all need to quit selling hope like dope and, and blaming black folks you know for these restaurants you know going under because the lease is too damn high this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l um before we do that uh it's not cool to uh whoop on brother nature uh if y'all could just please stop doing goofy shit like that uh, i seen a clip of this man uh if y'all don't know who brother nature is this is the kid who um, does all these uh, viral videos on Twitter and Instagram where he's out like with exotic uh, pets and stuff. And he got his start by these deer that was coming up to his uh, parents' house or whatever and he would feed them. And so he's been a viral sensation just doing that. And it looks like he was at a restaurant or something. And they said there's all these conflicting stories that said that he got jumped. And then somebody said he was being rude to the staff there or something like that. But you could see in the video of him getting his ass whooped that he didn't want to fight. You know what I'm saying? And you don't get any points for doing some shit like that. You know, I I, I am for shooting a fair one with somebody, but the key word is the fair one. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who wants to fight back. But if you squaring up with somebody and you beating the shit out of them and they ain't fighting back, you just got to stop. And stop filming shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You don't get any brownie points like that. Like, you beat up a, a nigga that calls himself Brother Nature. Like, come on now. The only way that would work if he was like a wrestler or some shit like that. But this dude literally just makes videos of him feeding uh, treats to exotic, you know, animals. You know what I'm saying? And having wholesome interactions with animals. And the dude who did it. They found his Twitter page and this nigga be selling bootleg lean. It's probably that lean that comes out of Mexico that's fully synthetic. You know what I'm saying? Because um, a lot of times, uh, what's the what's the original uh, Promethazine um, brand? I forgot what it was called, but they discontinued it. Uh, they discontinued that bar, B-A-R-R. Um, I don't know that might have that might been it i don't know the name of it but they discontinued that but there's uh some of them cartels down in mexico they make a fully synthetic version of it that will get you fucked up and that will fuck you up if you you know putting that two and four together to put what is it pulling a four into a two yeah into a two liter so it's yeah 
and so he sells bootleg lean and he was saying nigga in the video and i just don't understand why is it with these latin x young men they they say nigga more than you know more than the clan every every video you see hey nigga what up nigga 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 you like god damn it ain't it ain't a black person in sight you know what i'm saying they love saying that shit but it's whatever it's whatever but um you don't get any points for whooping somebody's ass who doesn't fight back you know and who's a who didn't want no smoke at all but anyway let's move on to holding this l we have to give it to uh that scumbag uh george zimmerman um he is suing Trayvon's Mart, Trayvon Martin, rest in peace, parents and the production company that produced uh, that TV special, you know, um, uh, about the, the murder, about the lynching of Trayvon for a hundred million dollars. And he's being represented by a guy named um, Larry Clayman. He's known for fighting for conservative causes. Now, we all know that conservatism in America means uh, conserving resources for whites and keeping it out of non-whites hands by any means necessary. So where did this lawsuit come from? Well, there's a documentary that's about to drop called The Trayvon Hoax, and it's hanging its hat on uh, Rachel Gentile uh, saying that she was a planet witness and she didn't actually witness Trayvon being stalked by Zimmerman via the phone. Now, if you look at the trailer for this movie, it looks cheap and goofy. I feel like Zimmerman is just trying to garner attention so folks will see that bullshit-ass documentary. Um, I think he, I think that's all it is. It's just a publicity stunt. But I just cannot imagine what Trayvon Martin's uh, parents are going through. First, this man kills your child. Then he gets off scot-free, right? It took forever for him to... Um, to get um, arrested remember it took social media that's when after Trayvon's death that's when social media kind of stopped becoming the wild wild west and it started people realizing like yo this is something bigger this can be something bigger this can be used as a tool and this is why you know Twitter and Facebook and you know other social media sites are what they are today it kind of took a turn you know it wasn't as wild as it was before the death of Trayvon so uh social media actually gained it gained notoriety on social media then it actually put public pressure on prosecutors down there to arrest him but then he gets off scot-free then after that this man has the audacity to go on tour you know telling how he killed your child and then, at, you know, in those meet and greets that he was holding across the country, he would pass out little bags of Skittles. Now, we know that Trayvon was going to, he came from the corner store in that little um, gated community. He had some Arizona tea and some Skittles. And then, after all that bullshit, he goes on to sell the murder weapon. Remember, he was selling them paintings, too, of the Confederate flag, so George Zimmerman thinks he's in honorary white supremacist and then he sells the murder weapon for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars now he's suing y'all for a hundred million you know at what point do you say enough is enough and you go see that man face to face you know i mean you hate to see it i i, I think zimmerman just feels like he's untouchable right now because ain't shit happened to him but i mean you just hate to see shit like this 
Now, if it were me, I'd go to war with this whole family tree. Up and down, up and down. I'd chop down that whole family tree. But it's not me, you know, I'm not those, you know, I'm not um, his parents and stuff like that. But it, it has to be an eye for an eye in situations like that. You know, it can't even be an eye for an eye. It's like an eye for a body. You know what I'm saying? You chop down that whole goddamn family tree from top to bottom, from the roots to the leaves. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. I, I feel like, you know, they ain't going to get this this money because it's a big-ass frivolous lawsuit, but it's just to garner, to gain attention to that Trayvon hoax documentary. That's what it's about. And that documentary looks bullshit and bogus as fuck. Uh, but I got everything in the um, show notes. So y'all go ahead and peep that trailer out because it just looks like hot trash. And it just feels like with this whole issue that it's just peeling a scab off a wound and just, you know, letting it heal and peel it, let it heal. Um, so, yeah, everybody involved in this frivolous lawsuit has to hold this L. Get your man. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. We have to give it to my man, The Answer, a.k.a. Allen Iverson. Uh, man, for being honored by his old high school and having the gymnasium named after him. Um, man, that's that's dope. It's a great story. I saw it on his IG page and he was just, you know, smiling from ear to ear about having that gym named after him. And uh, the dope thing about AI, I hate that he never won a ring. And um, man, he was just all heart. That was all heart. Like, you know, you look, look at a player like Kobe. Kobe was just skill, just studied the greats and just, you know, just all skill, just all skill right there. But AI was all heart and everybody in the hood loved him. Everybody, because he looked like us, he talked like us and he dressed like us. You know, at the time he came into the league, Mike was the man, but AI was like the big homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me give you another example. Like Mike, you know, he would do something like sponsor a tournament or have scholarships named after him. But, you know, AI was the big homie on the block that would, you know, pull up on the little ones outside and hand them all, you know, like five, ten, twenty dollars. You know what I'm saying? Or help your mama, you know, get her bills straightened and ask for the money back. You know, AI will always be in my top five. I don't care who comes in the league, you know, after this LeBron era, always in my top five. You know, they even, shit, they brought the zone back in the NBA to try to stop because they really did that on some whole shit. Which, who was the uh, the commissioner then? Was it David Stern? He hated AI. Hated him. And um, then they banned his crossover. They tried to say it was palming or carrying. And then they put the dress code in the league because of his jewels, baggy jeans, his do-rags, and his throwbacks. I mean, AI was and is an icon, and it's just one of those things, and he had some fire-ass kicks. The questions, the Reebok questions that first came out, they were fire, but they were too damn bulky. Like, they looked good, but even though, even today, you know, they, they dropped, what was that, the double cross, um, you know, uh, for his crossover, and I think for crossing up MJ at the top of the key, um with the blue and the red tips but they looked fire and they competed with uh mj's uh air jordan 11s if y'all remember when the 11s dropped 
the black and white ones and then shortly after what was it that next season uh, AI's uh, Reebok questions dropped and that's what everybody rocked you either had the 11s or you had the Reebok questions that's just what it was or was it the 12s I can't I think it was the 12s either the 11s or the 12s when they dropped I'm old having a brain fart I gotta take my ginkgo balobas but I think it was the, I think it was the uh, I, I believe it was the 12s um, the Air Jordan 12s so you either had them or you had the questions but me my personal favorite was the uh, Reebok answer and they were fucking fire I had the black and gold ones and like the tongue was like uh, it, it was like patent leather and then the bottom had those DMX bubbles on it the, the Reebok DMX technology if y'all remember it was like it was basically it morphed it was like where the bubbles were at was um where like the balls of your feet are so on the you know just below your toes you know on the left and the right and then uh on your heels too there was like four bubbles for the heels then were some of the most comfortable ass shoes and the kid i grew up with he was like a year older than me he had the white and red ones and we used to switch out um because sometimes i wear the white and red ones and he would wear my black and gold ones we would switch them you know going to school and shit like that uh but man them shits was firing they said um what they say iverson down the tongue or whatever and then it was split where the shoelaces was and uh that's where you tied them up at and uh you could tie them together to, the tight to show the reebok symbol and shit man ai had some fire ass kicks fire ass kicks and um i'm I, i'm mad that i missed the re-release of the answers i have a pair of the pearl blue questions um but they just so damn bulky like you put your feet in them the tongue is like big as shit the tongue cam comes all the way up to your shin but they look really really good they're just uncomfortable to wear and they had that that hexalite technology in it which was very comfortable as far as the cushioning system and then i remember my uh my answers they came with a postcard and so you filled out the postcard and then uh reebok sent you a video and the video that you got with the gold and black ones i'll never forget was of that spin move that he does i don't know if y'all might be too too uh too young to remember it but there was a commercial there was these commercials where it had this this white dude who um kind of looked like gallagher but he had a really big thick mustache and some glasses and he'd be like hey we're gonna study ai and it was like you know like a futuristic commercial and they had like uh slow motion and shit and they would study like his crossover and then he had this spin move which was killer so it was a carry but you know you playing 21 in the street ain't nobody gonna call you for it so when you hitting a spin move so you, you get your defender so you do a slow spin move so the defender knows where you're spinning to but you would throw the ball the opposite way to your other hand and you had to do it in a rhythmic way and uh i remember we used to do that at the uh, butler gas y all the time i watched that video and the video was literally like seven or eight minutes it was a vhs tape and they mailed it to me and i remember watching that in junior high on uh on my vcr in the living room about a million fucking times watching that one 
over and over and then the other video showed his crossover or whatever but and then he had some iconic commercials with jada kiss which was just straight up fire um both of the commercials was the first one was just kiss rapping and then the second one uh ai was actually rapping too with kiss and it was produced by track masters like it was just fire like ai brought in an era that you know it's still to this day you see players copying his swag you know with the braids and the tattoos and he influenced a whole generation and it was crazy because he did it at the same time where mike was dominating the league still on the back half of his career you know that 96 to 98 era you know what i'm saying and then in the what was it the 2000 uh 2001 finals yeah because the first the 2000 finals was against uh um the indiana pacers with the lakers but that first game when he just carried that whole bum ass philly team to that win and it handed the lakers i think believe their only loss in that playoff run man that's when you knew ai was all heart and there's interviews where you can see kobe was like ai was a problem and he loved playing against ai and um another player he loved playing against was t-mac because they were so hard to defend and they would just go so hard in the paint he loved playing against those kind of guys but nothing but love and respect for ai i hate that he never got a ring um but he was just he was amazing he was just for the culture for the people i mean you look at his instagram now he still just be out kicking it with folks and things like that and it's just nothing but love for that cultural icon not all heroes wear capes you know some of them get gems named after him but he's one of the greatest players to me i should compose a list but i probably won't but of like the greatest nba players that you know never won a ring but nothing but love and respect to ai all right so moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so as we move on to 2020 everybody's writing down them new goals and everybody wants to start a business create new uh, revenue streams maybe even create some passive income um so i'm just got a quote from les brown as we move forward and try to tackle these goals and tackle 2020 and make it the best year of our lives uh the brother les brown says this when things go wrong don't go with them all right when things go wrong don't go with them so that's this is basically about being resilient about being persistent um, about not giving up so if you start launching a new business it's not taking off how you like it to and then uh don't give up don't give up you know a lot of times uh you'll have a you know just a bunch of minor setbacks but there's nothing greater than a major comeback okay so all you have to do is just stay persistent um you can take a step back and look at the big picture take a breather recharge your batteries but get right back to it i don't want you to get down and out if things do not go your way okay remember you have to put that work in and the universe it always always it's always a return investment on your sweat equity all right there's always a return investment on sweat equity so if it's either going to be a lesson or a blessing all right so even if it doesn't pan out you learn what not to do and you learn to do it the right way the next time and you'll go get even get even closer to your goal for 2020 all right 
And as always, I have nothing but love and respect for you guys out there. This has been episode 170 of Do-Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, Thank you for being patient with me. And, um, you know, just keep rocking with me. And we're going to have an amazing 2020. All right. And I will see y'all next week with a new episode. And you know I love y'all. One.